Welcome to the Orange Socks Podcast, where we are inspiring life despite a diagnosis. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Nebaker. In this episode, I have the privilege of speaking with 92-year-old David about his daughter, lovingly referred to as Charmy, and Valerie, Charmy's older sister, who eventually became Charmy's guardian. Charmy had Down syndrome and lived most of her life at home. Toward the latter part of her life, Charmy was placed in a local group home. She passed away a few years ago. I know you'll find David's and Valerie's perspective interesting as they reflect on their life with Charmy. I know I did. When David and his wife found out their daughter had Down syndrome, the doctors gave them a grim picture. All they could do was lay out a black label. She's not going to be able to walk. She's not going to be able to feed herself. Nothing. The doctors encouraged them to put Charmy in an institution, but David's wife wouldn't have it. She said, no. She's my daughter. I'm going to take care of her. Valerie, Charmy's older sister, loved caring for her. She was our baby sister, and what little girl doesn't want to help with the baby in the family? She was a baby a lot longer than most babies. When I got older, I realized babies grew a lot faster than Charmy did. The family worked together to teach Charmy some basic life skills. The twins here, one would get her underneath her armpits, and the other one would be down on the floor taking her feet and walking her around the house. The first thing you know, she's hither and yon. <laughs> Charmy learned to walk, feed herself, and accomplish all the things the doctor said she would never do. But she did all those things. She would have never done any of the things that she did if it wasn't for the family working with her. We all helped take care of her. And we spent a lot of our playtime, especially when we were younger, playing with Charmy. We wanted to teach her how to walk. She never really did learn to talk. She could say a few words. She could say, I love you, but nobody else would be able to understand it. She did much better with the sign language. She was so fun. She was a person of habit. She liked things the way they were. We would have popcorn on a Sunday night and watch The Wonderful World of Disney. If Dad hadn't got the popcorn popper out by then to start popping popcorn, she would get the popcorn popper out. She knew the routine. I purposely wouldn't put the popper out. She'd go get it out of the drawer, set it up on the counter, and the popcorn with it, stand back. She wouldn't speak, she'd just look at you like, come on, let's get going. Charmy was my sister, and that was all I ever thought of her as. And when my friends would come over the house, I would introduce her, I says, this is my youngest sister, Charmin, and she has Down syndrome. And if they didn't know what Down syndrome was, I would briefly explain, and then it was like, okay. She was just always part of the family, and. I never had any friends who didn't accept her or who made fun of her. We used to bottle beans. Mom and Dad had a big garden in Morgan. They would bring in a batch of beans, and if you snap the ends off of them, Charmy could pick up a bean, break it in half, put that half down, break it in half, put it in the bowl, pick this half up, break it in half, and put it in the bowl. But one time we made the mistake of giving her a big handful of beans and then we ran out of beans. She would not let you take her beans and help her finish. 
<laughs> she had to finish her own beans. She could do a lot of things. As a truck driver, David was away from his family a lot. When Charmy reached her 20s, she lived with her parents and her grandma Lucy, who spent time delighting in Charmy, introducing her to her friends and dancing with her. When my mother would call her, she'd down the hall. <laughs> Spent mucho time with my mother. And mom always says she's a daughter I never had. But with all the siblings away from home, Charmy was lonely, and the family decided to place her in a group home with other women who also had developmental disabilities. She'd go home on the weekends. After their mother died, Charmy spent the weekends with her sister Valerie. I was married. And my children were very accepting of Charmy, and <laughs> we had one funny experience. We had a few Korean students living with us. We had a new student, and we put him in the downstairs bedroom. Charmy came to stay the weekend, and she'd been sleeping in the downstairs bedroom. Like I said, she's very much a creature of habit. She takes a long long time to get ready for bed. So I would make sure she had all of her things laid out and then she would go in the bathroom and take care of her needs and then she would put her pajamas on. It might take a half hour, 45 minutes for her to do that. I had gone to bed and I'd made her a bed on the couch and told her that's where she should sleep. But she headed downstairs, crawled in bed with our Korean student. <laughs> He came up, knocked on the door, and explained what had happened, and we were able to get them all settled down. Looking back, Valerie is grateful for her sister and everything she learned from Charmy. She admires the qualities of people with Down syndrome. They're completely without guile. They love everyone. They're continually positive. They overlook all of your flaws and it's like a spirit surrounds them. We always felt like she had an extremely positive impact on our family. I realized what a wonderful person she was. Go for the opportunity to have this wonderful person in your life. Share her with your friends. At the workshop that they had for her, they would iron napkins. Charmy wasn't able to do the ironing, but her job was to pick up the napkin from the basket and hand it to the girl that was ironing. She's very good at that, and she enjoyed having a job. They just want to be with and participate with everybody else as much as they can, and that's how she was with our family. If we went, she went. When Charmy reached 40, things changed. It was slow, and progressive, we had to stop bringing her home on the weekends because when she would come, sometimes I'd get her to the house and she wouldn't come in. Or we'd set food on the table, which she loved having dinner at our house always before, but sometimes she wouldn't eat. So I started visiting her more at the group home rather than bring her home. She still knew who I was. She still responded when I would come, but I could no longer take her shopping and have her try on clothes. And then she started to have some seizures. She started to have blisters on her feet because her circulation was poor. 
the last five years she was in a wheelchair. Between the seizure medication and her brain dysfunction, she just couldn't respond like she used to. She would go every day in her wheelchair to the center for people with disabilities and they do fun stuff all day. And even though she wasn't able to participate, she enjoyed going and responded to many of the staff. She just always had this pleasant way about her that just made people love her and want to be around her. During her last days in the group home, with a medical bed and staff to take care of the tasks of showering and feeding, Charmy contracted pneumonia and was put on hospice. Valerie had mixed feelings at the time. You didn't want them to go, but at the same time, you did because you knew that they were suffering and that they could no longer participate in the world. You know, a couple of weeks later, she passed away very quietly and peacefully, which is what we wanted for her. I don't think you ever go wrong when you serve somebody. Charmy would do anything for anybody that she could. Many people with Down syndrome age at an accelerated pace, and many have Alzheimer's symptoms much earlier than the general population. I was particularly interested in visiting with Valerie and David because they may be an example of how my life will turn out with my daughter with Down syndrome in 30 or so years. Thanks for listening to this episode. Orange Socks is an initiative of Rise Incorporated, a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting and advocating for people with disabilities. Follow Orange Socks on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website, orangesocks.org, for more stories and to find national and local resources to help parents of children with disabilities.